1: You're listening to the Sands Pants Network
2: Some may call you rat catchers, others mercenaries But we prefer the term adventurers and at the Greyhill Free Company, we believe in one thing above all, adventurers together strong. Many have gone on to do some great things under our name, not all of them good, but great things nevertheless. Hopefully you'll soon join their ranks. So gather round and let us regale you with one of the many stories of the Greyhill Free Company. Welcome! Welcome, the sign says, to Crabbers Little Cove, a small settlement nestled beautifully to the east of a body of water called the Kirkman Channel. The Kirkman Channel being part of a larger sea and whatnot. You are in the nation of Goldcrest at a small city near the outskirts of Zemjada. So, the nation of Goldcrest, which has the capital of Goldcrest, which is ruled, was once long ago ruled by King Goldcrest, all of that has long since faded away. And the cities of Goldcrest have fallen into smaller city states and even more smaller warring factions. And so there's been a lot of conflict in Goldcrest. And so the members of the Greyhill Free Company have had quite the field day in Goldcrest, or in what was once Goldcrest. Adventuring, solving problems, killing things, sometimes intentionally. And you are, both of you, members of this adventuring company here in this adventuring rich land of Goldcrest, here at this small little settlement, Crabber's Little Cove, on the border where Zemjada, the nation of gnomes, begins. You look in at the sign, you perhaps consult a... You have like a little scroll, a little vellum scroll that you unfurl, and it says, Wanted, adventurers, please, for assistance in Crabber's Little Cove Mining Company. Assistance requested of the strongest, bravest, noblest and most willing to kill adventurous and this has been a contract that you were assigned by the Grey Hill Free Company a beautiful benefit of being members of the Grey Hill Ferry Company is that you get to travel a lot because they collect these missions from all over the place. Neither of you have ever been to Crabba's Little Cove, but you are very glad you're here. It's a very idyllic, beautiful, it's got kind of like the southwest of England kind of vibes where it's got like beautiful... Not necessarily sandy beaches, but kind of the sort of landscapes that might be evocative of like an Agatha Christie novel. The sort of place where a little bit of mystery and excitement charges the air. Who are you, Tom?
3: Hello, my name's Tenaz. Um, I'm I'm a rock gnome, not a rock dwarf. A lot of people get that wrong, you see, Um, but I'm actually a gnome. You can tell because I'm a lot smaller than, than, and I don't really have a very good beard. I've tried, but can't grow a convincing one. Um, I'm a, I'm a spellcaster, sort of. Uh, started out my career as a wizard, but that were right boring. Then I, I met a possessed book, and I spent a bit of time, but he were proper weird, so we parted ways. Got picked up by a druid for a time. But I kind of like showering, so I decided not to live in woods. And then I found myself to Greyhill Free Company, where I'm, I'm hoping I'll find my destiny. So I'm here to uh, to have some fun and uh, maybe discover something about myself.
2: Beautiful.
1: And Cass, who are you? My name is Pause for consideration. <laughs> I am a tabaxi paladin. I, I joined the Greyhill Free Company so that I could travel more of God's great, great plains. I do fancy a gamble, but is it really gambling when you're God's favourite? That's fair
2: enough. You <laughs> you don't know if there is much standardised- You don't think there's going to be like a casino here at Crabber's Little Cove, but you would be shocked if you could not find some hard-worn fishermen who were up for a game of dice.
1: Sometimes I find myself wandering through these worlds, wondering, are they truly made for me? The people who make the rules don't know the gods I know because the god I know wouldn't treat me like this and he doesn't. I read a sign it says it's asking for the brave and I really can't force myself to call myself that because you can only be a brave when you're scared and I'm never scared.
2: Alright, that is beautiful. I can't wait to test that one out. So, here standing before the sign uh, welcome Crabber's Little Cove. You, You can see Crabber's Little Cove is mostly two streets. They intersect making a cross And you could see perfectly down one street, though the other one is obscured by buildings. And uh, you see many little signs. It looks like maybe this is the sort of place that might have like a kind of like a slight tourism industry. Because even from this great distance, you could see that a lot of those signs are not necessarily anything like butchers or bakers or, heaven forbid, even candlestick makers. It looks like a lot of them, even from a distance, you can tell, are advertising things like a store of knickknacks, maybe an antiques store. You actually spot one, a rare thing that you have never seen outside of a major city, a store that sells only lollies. In addition to that, though, you do see a few signs that indicate taverns, places where you can stay or find information. You are unsure where the Crabbers Little Cove mining company is. You only know that you will be able to find where they are here in town somewhere. What would you like to do?
1: I certainly wouldn't mind sampling a sweet or two. The
3: only thing that I could think of was going straight to that lolly shop.
2: (laughs) All right. You head to the lolly shop. The sign boasts proudly Miss Lily's Little Lollies.
1: I tell you what, I see
2: it more as the Lord's reward. The finest sweets in the South.
1: Sweets of the south, and then sweets for my mouth,
3: <laughs> uh, madam for concern. Uh, can I treat you to a lolly? Oh, you
1: certainly may on this day.
3: So I would like to, I would like to peruse the lollies um, and find one that is appropriate for a tabaxi. I'm now remembering that that this could end badly. Um, <laughs> so we'll see. I mean, I may. I assume there's a shopkeeper of some sort.
2: Yep, there's a tidy-looking old man standing behind a counter. He's got. One of He's got, like, a pin-striped shirt that's got those, those little straps around the arms, so his arms get, like, the different parts of his sleeves get kind of puffy. He's got a bowler hat, a big, beautifully manicured mustache, curly as well, and he's wearing, like, a, a leather apron that has Miss Lily's little lollies emblazoned upon it. He has, like, a paper bag in one hand and a big metal scoop in the other, waiting for you to pick out lollies. How can I do you, sir?
3: I... I- Walk up to the, the desk and knowing the, uh, from long experience, I stand about two feet away so he can still see me, um, <laughs> over, over his desk and I say, um, we, we'd like to purchase, um, some, some lovely lollies for you. I'll, I'll let the, uh, the, my, my companion, uh, choose what she would like first because I'm genuinely not sure what she can eat without killing her.
2: Any lolly cast that you can conceive of is probably stocked here. Whether it be something like a, a, a hard candy, they would have chocolates as well. But yeah, they would also have soft lollies. Uh, I don't know, mm-hmm. something like a, like a raspberry jewel or something. They have those sort of things as well. Anything you could conceive of, it's before you.
1: Okay, so Jersey caramels, uh, they're either named for the cow or the place. I don't know which they're named after in real life. In your world, what is a Jersey Caramel called?
2: (laughs) A Jersey Caramel is just called a Sweet Caramel. It's not named after any particular place or cow.
1: My fine gentleman, I would like to have one Sweet Caramel and one of the rarest candy you have in this here store.
2: Ooh, an interesting question. Uh, We happen to have, he turns around, and you see a big metal machine behind him. It's got two legs to it. And the two legs, each of them hold kind of like or attached to a different arm. You can see the arms are on wheels, so they're obviously made to spin. The two arms kind of like interlock in a strange circular pattern. I can make you a little something called taffy. You ever had
1: taffy before? Not yet. Um, I turn back to my companion. Every great story ends with a good meal, but every adventure starts with a light snack. (laughs)
3: I, so, Cass, I totally agree.
1: Task
2: that was a very good line. Can I get a number between 1 and 50? 48. Loyalty card. The next merchant you meet gives you a can discount.
1: I it on this merchant?
2: <laughs> yeah, you absolutely can. Oh. That was a beautiful question. Okay, so
1: I've just turned to my good friend and I've said this and now we get a treat.
2: <laughs> you know what? Young lady, young man, you two are some of the nicest people I've ever seen in this store. I'll give you this stuffy half price. Oh, you're
1: too kind to me. Um, I, like, mentally wink at God. <laughs> <laughs> like, good one, buddy. Thanks. You're the best. Who is my God?
2: Well, I can think of, off the top of my head, in my world, in Ognot, I can think of two different gods that could relate to gambling. There would be Jerome the Gnome, who is a god in the Gnomish pantheon. And they are kind of like a playful rogue. Supposedly, they attained godhood by tricking another god into gifting them godhood in a Mm -hmm. game of chance. Like a little bit of a trickster god, and they are associated with gambling or games of chance. Alternatively, you could worship Green the Frog. Green the Frog is often depicted as a frog and is simply just a god of gambling. Nothing else. They literally have churches that are just casinos.
1: I think it is, okay, what sounds better? Green the Frog or Jerome the Gnome? Oh,
2: Jerome the Gnome.
1: I give a sly little mental wink to Jerome the Gnome. He knows what he did.
2: (laughs) The attendant behind the counter scoops up some of the sweet, uh, what what was his name? sweet
1: caramel and a taffy.
2: He scoops up some of the sweet caramel, puts it in the paper bag, hands it over to you, then he turns around. He, from beneath the counter, produces a tub, which he opens up. And as soon as he opens it, as soon as the contents are exposed to the air, both of you get like a really strong, sweet smell of taffy.
1: Just sugar, yeah?
2: Pretty much, yeah. <laughs>
1: so we just smell sugar.
2: Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I, I think there is a slight flavor to taffy. I think taffy is a flavor.
1: Sugar that used to be hot.
2: I assume this is
3: saltwater taffy, yes. given ah. our, our location to the sea.
2: Yes, it Sorry, would be that's... actually. Yeah, you would get a sweet salty mix. Actually, that's a very good point.
1: It smells like my food's house. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he with special gloves so that he doesn't get it all over himself and also probably some metal stick utensils. He scoops some of the taffy out and begins feeding it into the machine. And the machine, he he has to there's like a pedal that he needs to work, but he starts working the pedal and then the machine <coughs> spins around, pulling the taffy and stretching it out. It takes a couple minutes, but then eventually the taffy becomes kind of like loose and a little bit more edible. And he wraps up the taffy in a paper bag and hands that to you separately. That'll be five silver coins. Thank you.
3: I uh, I say, have you have you got change for a gold? I only brought gold, I'm afraid. Came straight from another job, you see.
2: No worries. We trade in gold all the time. Just bring it in. He... Accepts your gold coin and gives you five silver or in change.
1: Thank you, Thank Kat, you, kindly.
2: Sir. No, thank you. Please come back. Never forget Miss Lily's Little Lollies, the finest in the south.
3: Well, well actually, while, while we have you here, um, we're actually looking for somewhere. Um, I've totally forgotten what the name of. It. Oh, it was the mining company. Uh, would you be able to point us in the direction of mining company? Oh, the Little
2: Crabbers Cove mining company? Yes, absolutely, I can. They're just down by the beach. You'll want to head southwards. And then you'll find a little walking trail. The walking trail will take you down to the beach. Watch out. It gets a little steep towards the end. But once you're on the sands, you should be able to look to your left. And just eastwards, you'll eventually find a proper trail. proper trail will lead you right there. You'll find the mining office. It's a big old building. Hard to miss. That's
3: very kind of you. Really appreciate your time today. Thank you so much. That's
2: a little bit of the Crabber's Little Cove hospitality for you. Never forget.
1: I'll be sure to remember.
3: I I I turn to pause. I'm really liking this place so far. I have to say, I know we've we've come here because we're willing to kill, but uh, I'm staying. (laughs) I'm staying for the lollies.
1: Come for the bloodlust. Stay for the (laughs) saltwater taffy.
2: (laughs) As you walk out, across the street, there's like an ice cream shop. And stepping out of the ice cream shop, you see two people. They have the unmistakable appearance of adventurers, just like you. They wear armor. They look kind of like travel-worn. It's a a kind of a classic look. It's hard to not spot an adventurer. They've got that classic air that they can handle themselves. Also, obviously, like I said, mixed with the dust of the road.
1: Some of us do get into it for the fashion.
2: (laughs) (laughs) One of them is a half-elf who he, he stands quite tall, wears leather armor. He's kind of like a little bit handsome in a kind of like a 1960s dashing rogue sort of way. Like he could have played Robin Hood or something like that. And the other one is a, a Kenku, a, a, a crow person. They wear robes and a hood that kind of obscures most of their features You don't get a great look at them. You just see the long black beak from beneath the hood and then probably like a crowy sort of hand. I don't know how to describe it other than that. Holding on to the ice cream. Their hands are kind of like what crow's feet look like, I suppose. Yeah, I don't know how to describe that otherwise. But yeah, they're both holding ice creams, walking southwards, basically the same way that you would need to go.
1: You there, fashionistas.
2: (laughs) They stop, turn around. The half-elf, when he turns to face you,
1: he's got kind of like a little
2: bit of a flat cap. He takes it off, swings it around a little bit and gives a very pompous bow. He comes back up and says, how can I help you?
1: Did he try and look pompous holding an ice cream cone?
2: <laughs> he did. And he pulled it off. He's pretty charismatic. Oh,
1: all right. <laughs> Jesus.
2: Great response.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm eating a sweet caramel. Have you, ever tried, have you ever seen a cat try and eat something sticky?
2: <laughs> oh that's a lot of fur in your food yeah oh my
1: god i've made the worst choice but not in the eyes of god um,
2: <laughs> great thing to yell <laughs> and you do
1: <laughs> what brings you to these parts strangers
2: i am Leacan the bold this is my stalwart companion hertha hertha speaks with an imitation of Leakan the Bold's voice. It's like, it's almost like they're parroting them. Hertha. That was Hertha saying their own name.
1: Well, pleased to meet you, Leakan and Hertha. Hertha.
2: We are here representing the uh, Leopold's
1: errant mercenaries. Uh, we're an adventuring outfit. I see you are potentially also adventurous. Well, I guess we're re- representing the Grey Hill Free Company on this fine day.
2: Ah, the Grey Hill Free Company. Of course. I love a band. Uh, 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 he turns around. You get the distinct impression that he was about to say something unkind and then stopped himself.
1: Well, you're a smart man for stopping yourself before you start, I tell you that much. <laughs> What's a genius like you doing, taking a mission?
2: Well, we, um, we're in the area. We got a, a request for aid from a, well, it's not important. What is important is what a lovely day it is. And what a busy, crowded street it is as well, he says.
1: And you're observant too. Wow, I'm sure nothing would get past you.
2: Anyway, he says, with another little bow, uh, we must be going. We have a, a mission to address.
1: Have fun addressing it.
2: They turn around and head southwards again.
1: Are we going to walk in the same direction? Yep. Uh, I walk confidently in the same... We're going confident. I- oh, oh right. yeah, yeah. I start striding.
3: I mean, I can only move... At uh, 25 feet, so
0: Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80 percent less than clay litter.
3: What I want to do is stride confidently so that we just just go in front of them, not like p- past them, but just so we're you know only a, a couple of feet in front of them.
2: Because of your slower movement speed, you can't do that without making it obvious that you want to be in front. Because you you'd need to be beyond just walking. You kind of need to start jogging.
3: I'm entirely happy to start jogging. I really was wishing that I had taken Longstrider and realized now that I didn't because <laughs> I was about to cast Longstrider and do it, <laughs> annoyed that I didn't, Um but I'm, I'm fully intending to uh, to uh be showing that we're just going to get a little bit in front of them. I don't have the stamina to do it, so I spe- suspect what I'm doing is dashing
2: <laughs> to okay. get in
3: front of them, Um and then with my mouth full of taffy, I turn to pause with concern and say, Could you try again for
1: way beside of you. I keep up. I'm trying to look the cool that Tenad can't. Um, I'll see what it does. Uh, thankfully, my lack of fear also translates to a lack of shame.
2: Well, you wouldn't have pegged it, but somehow, Tenad, you kind of make it look like you're just doing like some calisthenics. It looks <laughs> actually quite natural, And and pause. You, on the other hand, Make it very obvious that you're not cool right now. <laughs> you want to show them up, and it really—it's it, not a great look. You are a bit embarrassed.
1: I—I don't think I can be.
3: <laughs> All right. I use message, and I say, "I just in your head to say, you look so good. <laughs> this is—you're looking great. Just—just just keep this up. We just got to get there before him."
1: I do another mental wink at God. <laughs>
2: Pause, you may be immune to shame, but Tenad, you can see quite clearly that Pause should be feeling a little bit of shame right now. Anyway, they don't bother you as you get ahead of them. There is, sure enough, as you were told, there's like a little path that trails down. It's sheer cliff with a little bit of beach running down the bottom and then the waves crashing below. You can follow the little path and that will get you down the side of the cliffs, but you'll probably not want to take that at a jog.
3: If I throw you off this cliff, will you land on your feet?
2: (laughs) What a threat.
1: (laughs) See, see, see now, here's the thing. I might, which means, yeah. Yeah, I think I'd take that bet.
2: Uh, How high is it? I, oh, God. (laughs) It's. Only a hundred feet.
3: See, seems like a big risk if you're not sure.
1: <laughs> now, when oh did I God. say I wasn't sure? <laughs> I don't think being certain about anything has anything to do with the outcome. This is going to be such a short game. <laughs> Will it kill me? Um, it it's not guaranteed to
2: kill you, <laughs> but hang you know, on, let me do the mathematics on this one.
1: Just like of of my. Surely, me as a being alive in this universe would know enough to know how dangerous mm-hmm. it is and judge accurately. Um, All right.
2: Yeah. So, if I rolled a completely average roll, so it like, it, I got the average amount, not the max, not the minimum, just like the midline yeah. on every single die I would roll, you would be at zero hit points, but you wouldn't die.
1: But that puts us at a uh-huh. disadvantage because then I can't heal myself. I,
2: I could roll a lot more and kill you, though.
1: Hmm. You know, I don't think Jerome has invited me to dinner just yet. What about we hang back?
3: Tell you what, in, in, in thing, let's slow slow our roll. We'll walk carefully down this cliff, but before we do so, I'll cast Mold Earth at the top of the cliff to make it difficult to rain for the people following us. How about
1: that? That's it. A- Wait. Why not let them be the guinea pigs?
3: I think the path's pretty safe. I think we were just choosing to jump off the
1: cliff. Cass, (laughs) (laughs) if Okay, we're on an adventure. Clearly they had to hire someone to do this. So someone doesn't want to do this job. I can't be killed. But maybe the reason (laughs) I can't be killed is because I'm smart and I let other people be killed first.
2: So what? They get there, (laughs) see the path, and you're like, you should jump.
1: No, we just... Follow them, I guess. Well, like if they go, mm. but if... are you
2: saying that they take the path
1: first? I was saying that they take the path first, and like we just maybe I'm just suggesting if we just hung behind as they took the path first and did everything else first. You know what happens if they? Well, they'll get attacked first, in theory, and we would join in maybe, but we don't know. And anyway, look, I'm we can f- we can just walk down. I guess I was worried that they would push us off the cliff because. I thought about pushing them off the cliff.
2: Do- you, um, you're pretty bloodthirsty.
1: <laughs> uh, I wouldn't say I'm bloodthirsty.
3: I mean, how far behind us are they? Yeah. Are, we still, are we discussing? Are we going to push them off the cliff? And they hear us discussing whether or not we're going to push them off the cliff.
2: Uh, I would say that you would have enough awareness to not, make, to not have the discussion in earshot of them. So I'd say that this part thus far of the conversation, uh, they haven't heard
1: it. Are they, does it look like they're going on the same path, like they're about to go Yeah, down it path? looks like
2: they're coming the same way as you. You can see in the distance, it's not that far enough. Like, it's far enough that they're not going to be able to hear you, but it's also close enough that you can make out details about them. And you see as can the Bold leans into Hertha, whispers something, and you see Hertha's, like, shoulders shake a little bit. Obviously, he said something quite funny, but... You know, he was like looking in your direction when he said it. You kinda you, you kinda know what he he said something unkind.
1: Would you mind repeating that for the class?
2: You're too far to hear.
1: Yeah, I couldn't hear him.
2: Okay, so when they get a little closer, do you do you, is that you say that.
1: That's so funny if I wait.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it just like I the first thing I said is that you're too far to hear
1: each other. But if I yell Alright, no, okay. Alright, all all right. No, you're right, specific, right. you're you specific. You're yeah. specific. You specific. Um That was rude. Let no, let's just I think maybe if we just power on ahead. I think you down had path. a clever idea. And I'm <laughs> so sorry. Uh no I'm not.
3: No, I, I, sh- I shouldn't have cracked a joke about you jumping off the cliff. It was cl- it was clearly in bad taste and I, I I retract it and I apologize. So I'll I'll just I'll cast that mold earth and we'll head down uh down this uh air path.
1: They can choke. Let's go. <laughs>
2: You cast Mold Earth and then head down the path. Well, you head down the path, then cast Mold Earth. Obviously, you do it after you've passed it. You get down to the bottom. It's not too difficult. It's a bit steep, and you're not looking forwards to the hike back up. It's probably going to be absolute havoc on your hams. But (laughs) you get down without needing to make any difficult decisions or climbing. You're now on the sand, you look off to your left, and you can see almost immediately there's a big wooden building and a set of docks. The docks aren't very big, it's maybe like literally two piers, one of them for smaller jetties and the other one for maybe larger ships. And just past the large wooden building, which you assume is the mining headquarters, you can see in the side of the cliff face, there is also jutting out a wooden structure, which you would presume to be the entrance of the mine. You, I assume, head in that direction?
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Tramp
2: on through. I am looking for nice shells as we walk along the beach, though. Absolutely. As you begin walking, almost immediately, uh, no, like you've taken a single step on the beach... And a rock, not a very big one, maybe the size, like the sort of rock that you would go skipping with. A rock about that big lands next to you. You both look up and you see the faces of Leocan and Hertha from the top of the cliff face.
3: Oi, prick!
1: That nearly hit me.
2: They retreat back. And you go good. looking for shells.
1: <laughs> That's so mean. <laughs> Do you think they knew we were going to kill them? Maybe? We didn't know how to <laughs>
2: God, you descend into this so quickly. <laughs> this is not the first time descend? you've done this. I that was look.
1: born here. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Tenat, you are unable to find any really interesting shells, but you do pick up some kind of like some basic ones, like the little small ones that you'd find any beach anywhere. Those simple clamshell type ones. Mm-hmm. You maybe find like a spiral one. It's quite small, but it is a it is like a kind of a beautiful spiral pattern. But aside from that, you don't really find anything interesting. It's a very bland beach. I do
3: put them in my pouch, though. I'm taking, taking some nice shells with me.
2: You can add shells to your inventory. Great. In brackets, feel free to add, can hear the sea. I really will. <laughs> All right, you get to the docks and to the mining HQ. There's a big old wooden sign that says, very simply, Crabber's Little Cove, Mining Cove. And there is a old man sitting on a chair out the front, smoking from a pipe. He's got long white hair, a big old white beard. And when he turns to look at you, you can see that he's blind in both eyes. Eh? Who's there?
3: Uh, Hello, my name's Tenaz. Um, I'm here representing Greyhill Company. Uh, Apparently you've got some, some work needs doing in your mind. Ah,
2: yes, they're they're, they're adventurous. He stands up and you could hear every bone in his body crack.
1: Oh. As he's standing up, I don't want to spook him by being another presence. (laughs) And I'll pause for consideration. (laughs) Ah, two of you, strapping young ones, I
2: assume. He kind of like half hobbles over to you and reaches out with a hand to shake yours.
1: I do like a dainty little, you know, when like you put your hand down palm, when you know you present your hand palm down for a handshake where you're like being dainty but dominant and he's called me (laughs) youthful so I'm like stop
2: he uh, gives you both a handshake Uh, assumingly Tenad, you also shake his hand jump up a little
3: bit, grab his hand
2: shake it a
1: little bit his
2: his hand feels kind of like a skin sack with bones loosely kept inside
1: well that's where they're supposed to be
2: (laughs) (laughs) Can, can I uh,
3: can I just do very quickly check if he has teeth?
1: Um, Why you want him?
3: Sh- can like, I see?
2: Do you? I, I mean, do you like touch him or are you just looking closely? <laughs> no, I'm
3: I'm looking closely to see if I want to offer him some taffy, but I don't want to offer a taffy to someone who has no teeth. That's hey, rude.
2: Good job, you are older twenty. Can I get a number between one and fifty? Thirty-seven. Back from the dead. If you died in the last minute, return to life with one hit point. This can't return you to life if you died of old age, nor can it restore any <laughs> missing body parts. Damn it, I would have given it straight to him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you look up at him and you see he's missing maybe, like literally, it's, it's actually a bit weird, he's missing literally every other tooth. <laughs>
1: okay. Do they align? Like, yeah, they do. Yeah. It, so the top and bottom <sighs> ones fill in the gaps?
2: Yeah, he doesn't do it on purpose. It does sometimes happen. But he tries to keep his mouth in a more like a normal position where they're not aligning. But you see that they can and sometimes do. That's very exciting.
1: That means he could chew taffy.
3: Yeah, I, I, a hundred percent offer him some taffy.
2: Ah, huh? oh, I can't have any of that. That's how I lost half of them.
3: <laughs> oh well, my apologies. Um, just, just wanted to be, just wanted to shed generosity.
2: <laughs> it's okay. At my old age, it might kill me anyway. And he gives his chest a <laughs> solid thump. You, you hear his. Uh, ribs rattling around like they're not really connected to anything. Please come inside. Uh, I'll uh, I'll go over it all with you. Is he the... opens the door and lets you both in first.
1: How obvious is detect magic? <laughs> uh, <laughs> let me have a look. Can, on.
3: can you sense undead as a passive ability?
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> what am I getting? This man is already dead vibes. Um, I mean,
2: like if he's not already dead, he's pretty close to the grave. <laughs>
1: So I'm getting a whisper of corpse. (laughs) I mean,
2: the dead can sometimes masquerade as the living, and when they do masquerade as the living, they will sometimes appear to have, just be near the cusp of death, but not actually dead. So it's within the realm of possibility. I wouldn't necessarily call it likely, though. (laughs) And if you cast Detect Magic, that will be obvious, but Divine Sense is not. So divine sense just lets you sense the presence of undead.
1: Okay, and I'm not, I'm not picking up anything aside from. Uh, do
2: you use divine
1: sense? Do I? Do I have limited ones of those a day? No, I think you can use that infinitely. Okay, and he's not going to know. Oh no!
2: It, sorry, it is limited. I'm sorry, four. four times a day.
1: That's all right. I'll look. I'll use. I'll use one as long as it's not obvious. I don't want to be rude. I just want to. Is magic keeping him together?
2: You. Tap into your divine sense and you psychically send tendrils outwards, searching for the presences of celestials, undead, or fiends. You feel like a presence of undeath nearby, but you don't feel it from him or here. You just can tell there is the living dead in kind of close proximity to you.
1: They're coming for him or we're coming for them. <laughs> Someone's getting guard.
3: You, you might also have just, I, I noticed when I say, you might also have just uh, sensed that fiendish presence, but uh, that would be my familiar, Devon. Uh, he, he looks like, I know you just thought this crow on my shoulder were an affectation, but he's actually a familiar. So while he looks like a crow, he's in fact a devil. Just, Just FYI.
2: Does he actually have the fiend subtype? You're, you're familiar?
3: Uh, Yeah.
2: Oh, okay. Well, you would sense the presence of undead nearby, but you would also sense the presence of fiendish energy from Devon Tenad's crow familiar. Although this probably isn't surprising to you. I would imagine you're well aware.
1: I'd pre-vibed. I'd pre-vibed. Yeah.
2: Devon the crow is not a threat to you.
1: Does Devon talk?
3: It, he, it talks to me in my brain. And he can also repeat short phrases that he's heard elsewhere, which is quite useful. Um, But otherwise, he's not great. Fuck, piss! (laughs) That's exactly what he says most of the time. Try to make him not. I mean, (laughs) I really should have taken him him to that movie. Fuck, piss!
1: Who's. I. What happened?
2: (laughs) Cass is so upset. (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh, that's just so funny. Teaching a bird to say fuck piss.
3: <laughs> oh, I I, di- I didn't te- I didn't teach him. Oh,
1: he just yeah, figured that out by himself. <laughs> I
3: d- yeah. I, I I'll be honest, I, I was I was only halfway through learning how to properly train and use your familiar before I left being a wizard. And i uh, and I just that's all he does now. He's supposed to be able to do more, but he, he he does it in my head. And when I say why why are you saying fuck piss in these Social situations, he just cackles because he's a little shit.
2: Well, Cass, Devon's probably like maybe single digits in age. Like (laughs) maybe Devon's only like nine. And when a kid is nine and they learn another language, they will learn the swear words first. That is
1: the most fun. I still remember how to swear in Italian. See, this is pretty normal. This is normal. This is super normal. Yeah. If you have a bird, it's weird (laughs) if their first words aren't fuck piss. And do they mean like ju- cuz that what as a phrase do you mean like oh fuck piss both t- both words together are a singular noun. Well like is fuck <laughs> piss well cuz is fuck piss something that happens during fuck? Or is is fuck piss a fancy word for cum? Or is fuck piss like angry Ooh. at piss, like fuck <laughs> piss.
2: I don't know if it would be a fancy word for cum, but it could be a word for cum. I mean, my brain is now desperately trying to remember
3: whether or not birds also piss through their claws. They do. In which case, it could just be. Yeah. The, so, in that case, it's just, he's just basically yelling sex. Huh. Sure, just, yeah. Fuck piss. I mean, he's also a devil, so this is only oh, his he's assumed fault, but okay. he's he's really in. Yeah, he really loves it. Yeah. So, there we go. We've introed Devin, who I forgot to do at the beginning. I feel
1: like so- we all know Devin. Devin's our mate.
3: Devin's all right.
2: <laughs> That's all for today. Don't forget to check in next time where we'll continue this story of the Grey Hill Free Company.